0: We're very thankful today to be joined by a familiar voice and name to many WXAN listeners, now the manager of uh, WAVE 94.1 out of Tallahassee, Florida, Mr. Doug Apple. Doug, good to talk with you.
1: Well, it's good to talk to you. I wish it was on a better occasion on our end.
0: Well, uh, the occasion would be my reaching out to you because I've been watching this Hurricane Adalia that is moving in from the golf and i thought you know why don't we dial up doug and just get a first-hand perspective on what's happening there and what preparations are being made uh, for this hurricane that's soon going to make landfall
1: well the usual preparations it's like snow in illinois everybody that already has lived there through some snowstorms has their own preparations they know what they're going to do and then all the newcomers they don't know what to do and then they start panicking and things get crazy but i mean people around here know you got to go fill up your cars with gas and fill up your gas cans with gas because if the what the what's really happens in a city like Tallahassee which is not literally on the coast is we're not going to get a storm surge the water won't reach this far but the winds and Tallahassee has a lot of trees. It's a very tree city. And then a lot of limbs come down and that takes out your power here and there and everywhere. They're they're saying that it's potentially uh, that the whole city could be without water.
0: So I was reading what you just mentioned and they think that the storm surge is going to be the biggest problem with this hurricane and I guess that has something to do with the geography of the state of florida and where exactly the hurricane is expected to to come in but i'm i'm obviously not from there so i don't understand all the nuances of that
1: well if you've been in new york if you've even been in savannah georgia or miami florida what you have are very deep water ports but you'll notice we don't have any deep water ports around tallahassee i mean it's very Uh, Shallow water out there, which makes it good for boating and fishing and other, you know, water skiing. But if we were to get a straight on storm surge with just, you know, a mountain of water coming in, being pushed in from the Gulf, it doesn't have any deep ports to help hold the water. It would just literally be like a ramp that would just ramp, who knows, eight to 12 feet of water. That's what they're saying currently just go smashing into everything on the shore and then however far inland it has to go before it finally runs out of steam. So that could be really damaging. So if you've ever come to, you know, some people call it the forgotten coast or there's the nature coast because it's not the Destin and Fort Walton Beach and Pensacola end of the panhandle. Those have more deeper water there. So anyway, that's what they're talking about, a potentially unprecedented situation if that storm surge were to hit like that.
0: So uh, your radio station that you manage as a uh, Christian radio station. How is it being affected? Are you uh, having to do anything specific to mitigate what could be problems there?
1: Well, you have to have generators, So we have a generator at the tower, which is close to the coast, and a generator at the studio. So even if all the power is knocked out, if the generators do their job, we should be able to stay on the air. Now, I talked about that storm surge, but our tower and its building now, the the building with all of the equipment, with our equipment and and others on the tower, uh, such as the Coast Guard, is on the tower. So the government's going to help make sure that we... The tower stays up. It's a very strong tower. It's a very fortified building that's probably 20 feet off the ground. So it should be able to withhold a storm surge. There's fencing all around it. So even if branches and trees came up, it shouldn't slam into the building. We should be able to stay on the air. But I've been through a few of these now. And, you know, generators, they have a way of giving up the ghost at just the wrong time. So you know, obviously we're praying for safety and protection and, uh, and taking actions to try to, you know, ride it out as best we can.
0: What about at your actual, uh, home? Do you have any concerns there?
1: No, not really. Um, I mean, uh, we have one big pine tree in the yard that, uh, seems to be very strong. It's these pine trees, uh, this whole area of Florida is full of pine trees and, the pine tree seems to be the ones that fall and take down power lines, but yeah, you—it's it, a—it's a kind of a crazy situation that you don't really see in Illinois after a hurricane, where you drive around and on the news you'll see like the very worst case scenarios. But what you don't realize is, for example, if this hits in the worst case scenario it'll, there'll be so many trees down wiping out so many power lines. It'll be days and days and days before you get your power back on. Meanwhile, after the hurricane's over, it'll just be sunny and hot. You know, you'll be back up around the upper nineties. It'll seem like everything should be normal, but then you go to try to drive somewhere and you turn a corner. Oh, I can't go down that road. There's a giant pine tree in the middle of it. No, I can't go down this road. And and then you look over and, oh, my gosh, there's a pine tree smashed into somebody's house or another tree over here that's laying on, you know, a guy's truck looks like a pancake. It's, you know, there's so many sad, awful situations. They don't necessarily make the news. If your truck gets squished by a car, it doesn't make CNN. But the totality of it when you drive around, it's just so sad and <laughs> depressing in a way.
0: So do most people leave or do most people stay?
1: Most people stay in Tallahassee. Now, on the coast, they'll have evacuation orders and there'll always be some people who will stay. They're like, oh, I've been through this before. And, of course, sometimes in worst case scenarios, those are the people who don't survive. A lot of times, you know, older people or people who don't necessarily have a place to go, they've carved out their... Place on their property, and you know they'll end up staying. But most people around Tallahassee will stay. The people who will leave won't be necessarily for fear of life and limb. They'll leave for fear of not having air conditioning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it it seems like Floridians have become uh, accustomed to these things as they as they should as just a um, just a part of living in that area of the world, um, and while the news media uh, maybe exaggerates uh, it to an extent, it uh, seems like when these hurricanes come and go, uh, within a year's time, uh, you go, go back to those areas, and things are rebuilt mostly. Am I right in the way that I see this from a distance?
1: Well, um sometimes it works that way. And of course, a lot of it depends on if the insurance companies come through and, but if you run into snags or the insurance company runs into snags and here's the thing, we haven't had one like this since the pandemic, which brought about so many shortages and price increases and labor shortages. So what would happen in the rebuilding process? You know, is there gonna be a lack of workers, a lack of supplies, a lack of lumber? I mean, I, I don't know. We haven't really faced it in this scenario before. So that could be interesting. But yeah, people do get used to it after you've been through a few. I remember ice storms in Illinois and Southeast Missouri there. and Yeah, you get used to them, but they're still annoying because you can't go about your normal day and your normal work that you still need to get done. You've got to deal with this natural disaster.
0: Yeah, the ice storms are certainly the worst of it around here. And, of course, you, uh, having originally been from Shelbyville and then managed this station and KMHM for all those years, very familiar with those situations are like um, just quickly turning our attention away from the hurricane. I'm sure there's somebody out there in the listening audience saying, well, well, why don't you ask Doug just How he's doing, how's the family, how's your church, how's God moving in your life? Give us an update.
1: Oh, well, I mean, i found that if we treat Jesus as the good shepherd and ourselves as the sheep, and then we keep looking to the shepherd and saying, all right, God, I've got to follow you, I need your wisdom, I need your help, you're the shepherd, I'm the sheep, what do I know? I don't know anything. And we humble ourselves to him and we just seek to follow. I can report back from the other side that as as we follow, which I mean, that's how I ended up working at WXAN in the first place was, you know, way back in the 80s, just trying to follow God. And it felt like he was dropping me there, you know, from as far as I could discern, you know, to work for Harold Lauder in Ava, Illinois. And uh, you know, that you're not gonna go to Tyndale Publishing and have them write your book about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not gonna get on the Promise Keeper's speaker schedule, but those things have never been my goals. My goal is this one thing. In fact, I wrote a devotional a while back called My Bucket List. I said, here's my bucket list. Everything I wanna do before I kick the bucket, and it's one thing look to the shepherd and follow him each day. So, like I said, I can report back and say that that has led to a a good life, a very blessed life. I've got, you know, my wife and our four kids and then they all married, so that's four spouses and then they've all had children. So now there's 14 grandchildren we thought at one point they would all move away from Tallahassee and then uh, and be gone, and then they all moved back, so they all live here, which is kind of crazy, and uh, they're at the house all the time, and, I mean, it's sort of just like the good old-fashioned family where you see them all the time, and people get together, and I come home from work, I never know who's going to be at the house, probably some grandkids.
0: Well, I tell you, I've watched your... Uh family grow on Facebook over the years. I know you affectionately call them the grand mob because when they all uh, come over, there's just sort of like a mob that descends on your home. And, um, you know, I have nowhere near an understanding of what 14 grandchildren is like. But having went from no kids to twin boys, I uh, can understand the uh, stuff moves around in your home when children are there. Uh, Mm -hmm. and when you go to try to find it later, it's not where it was.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, if you have (laughs) twins, then you've got a little taste of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Doug, anything else that comes to your mind as you're just traveling around over the last day or two watching people prepare for this hurricane that's going to be making landfall, I think, on Wednesday?
1: Yeah. I mean, when we wake up in the morning, it will it will effectively be here and, you know, I don't have any great wisdom to add to the pile other than, you know, when fearful things come along, because I bet there's a city full of people who are feeling anxious and fearful and worried and, you know, feeling it in their gut and feel it in their heart rate. And, and these things come and I wish I could say, well, but if you're, you know, trusting in God, these things won't happen to you, but you don't have to be a rocket scientist, look around and say, no, these things happen to everybody. They did in the Bible. They do today. They did years ago. They just happen. But he does say this to cast your cares on the Lord. So instead of sitting there and just wallowing in your stress, your anxiety, because, you know, even though your listeners right now aren't going to, are facing a potential disaster now, a lot of them have a disaster already in their life, whatever it is. Relationship disasters, work disasters, money disasters, things they're worried about, things they're stressed about. And I like this phrase of cast your cares on the Lord. And I think of just like a, a major league baseball player. There's a Cardinal player, he plays, he's in the outfield and uh, he has a ball and he's gonna give it to a fan and he, he could just throw it up into the upper deck if he wants, as far as he could throw it. He's got the powerful arm, he just casts it away. He'll never see that ball again, that ball's gone. We can do the same with the Lord, we can just cast our cares, just throw them up to him. To say, God, I can't carry this burden. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what's going on. I'm just casting it to you, just like the Bible says. I'm casting it to you, and now I'm just going to put my faith in you. Over and over in the Bible, it talks about just put your faith in him. It doesn't mean you don't do anything. You still go and take action, but now you're taking action not in anxiety or worry or stress. You're taking action in faith that the shepherd is going to lead you as you take the action through the Holy Spirit in you.
0: Doug Apple is with us today. Doug, I know these devotionals uh, at times are available online, perhaps uh, through your radio station's website. Uh, occasionally you write columns. Uh, how can people access the stuff that you're uh, still putting out there today?
1: Well, the best way is through the podcast. Any, uh, almost everybody with a device has a podcast app, already built into it, or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Google, Google Podcasts. You can just look up Doug Apple's podcast. But the podcast has a name. It's called My Heart is on Fire. And it's from Luke twenty four thirty two, it's 32, where the men on the road to Emmaus said, did not our hearts burn within us while he opened the scriptures to us? Well, that's the name of the podcast. My Heart is on Fire by Doug Apple. If somebody looks that up on their podcast app, They'll find
0: it. Doug Apple, I've met only a handful of what I consider to be true Christians in my life, and he's one of them, and I really appreciate your time today, Doug. Thank you.
1: Thank you for calling me.